Welcome to Celebrating Act Two. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life. Welcome everybody with uh, Manny Pacheco, Celebrating Act Two's resident expert in Hollywood and film and history and all that kind of stuff, right Art? Uh, yeah, uh, Manny, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be back on Celebrating Act Two. Thank you. So uh, I have a question for you. We had a lot of people who've passed this year, as we do every year in the industry. The one that was of uh, particular uh, uh, notice to me was Kirk Douglas. Uh, well, that's and, uh, uniquely, uni un uniquely. Well, he's a giant among of the. You know, if you want to talk about the pantheon of terrific actors, I mean, he's right up there with Henry Fonda. Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant, and of course his contemporaries, folks like Burt Lancaster, Robert Mitchum, uh, and 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 he also um, was a mentor to great actors that followed. Uh, Gene Hackman comes to mind. So yeah, Kirk Douglas is one of the giants. Uh, came around right when film noir became popular, and so he embraced the anti-hero. Of course, the anti-hero became very popular after World War II. And it was created and born out of film noir, where you have a character who actually wants to rule, uh, win the day, but he rues his life because he ends up with a femme fatale or, or some sort of a bad guy finally gets him in the end. But he does something heroic right before he dies. And Kirk Douglas, there was just nobody better at playing the anti-hero. He had such a long career. He... Uh... Uh, of course, he lived a long time, that's why, but he had such a long career, and he was a producer, a significant uh, uh, producer, contributor to content, as well as an actor. But his acting career seemed to live forever. Yeah, because he found his niche. He was very popular, well-liked, and people wanted to work with him. I mean, when he started actually producing films like Spartacus, it comes to mind, just about everybody wanted to be in a film with Kirk Douglas. And uh, one of his characters, uh, played by Peter Ustinov, actually won an Academy Award for his role in Spartacus. So, yeah, everybody liked working with the guy. He was a very physical, rugged actor. Uh, when you see some of those uh, moments where he gets involved in, let's say, a fight with a gangster or he beats up a woman, as they do in film noir, um, you know, the, the, act, the, the female actors actually liked his rugged uh, approach. They were, um, they were really into it. So... It worked for him. And, you know, that anti-hero uh, character really, really shined from the late 40s to the 1950s. I would say the character was carved out of the work of Kirk Douglas and Robert Mitchum. They're really the ones that, that set the table. I would probably throw in Alan Ladd uh, as a third if you had to pick another. But they really set the table for folks like uh, who came just later. Burt Lancaster was a real physical anti-hero type actor. And... Uh, you know, they played these parts, and they were interchangeable. In the movie Seven Days in May, Kirk Douglas got to play the squeaky clean hero, and they put Burt Lancaster as kind of the villain or anti-hero of the piece. So they would interchange their parts. Um, I mean, you could just pick out movies where, where, Burt, uh, where Kirk Douglas just played these really weaselly characters and somehow comes out on top at the end. The Bad and the Beautiful, Lust for Life. Um, he was really good in a movie with John Wayne. Um, 
tried to think of the name of it. It, it, it escapes me. But uh, In Harm's Way, that was the movie. And, uh, you know, he got to play these really kind of, you know, not-so-nice characters. But people seem to root for the not-so-nice characters sometimes. Uh, female audiences love those kinds of characters. And uh, so Kirk Douglas was popular, uh, you know, in... in um, in, with both demographics, male and female, and let me mention one other thing. One of the one of the actors that he he probably influenced the most, his son. If you look at the movie Wall Street, is there anybody more Weasley than Gordon Gecko? Right. And for, and for his work, Michael Douglas won that Academy Award that eluded Kirk Douglas his entire career for playing a Kirk Douglas kind of character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you suppose there are any actors uh, today uh, here in the new millennium that that um, fit that same kind of mold of the uh, Kirk Douglas, Lancaster guys? Yeah. You know, Leo DiCaprio comes to mind. I think he, you know, never one of my favorites, but there, nobody can deny the fact that he's willing to to take a part that's really interesting, sometimes duplicitous, and he plays it real well. I mean, if you look at The Aviator, that's a great example of a character you really don't care for that much, but, you know, you can't stop watching. Or the movie The Departed. Uh, the Departed, great uh, movie, yeah. Hero. I mean, the, the, the true hero of the piece is Matt Damon, but if you look at Leo DiCaprio's character, you go back in the 1930s or 40s, it would have been a part that James Cagney could have played very easily. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. DiCaprio comes to mind for sure. Yeah, Cagney, another anti-hero. Yes, but he did it in, in the early days. Way. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about, about Cagney versus the Kirk Douglases and the Burt Lancasters. You always knew that Cagney was going to get it in the end. You don't always think that with Robert Mitchum or Kirk Douglas. Sometimes they they get away with it, and uh, for whatever reason. I think the closest that I can come to, as far as an actor goes in a movie where you're not sure he's going to die at the end, was Humphrey Bogart in The Maltese Falcon. I, that's where the real duplicitous character was born, the antihero. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you don't you don't think he's going to die in the strange loves of Martha Ivers, but yeah, he, he ends up uh, cashing his chips in the end. So yep. Kirk Douglas wasn't afraid to die on screen, and and you know he was just a really remarkable actor. Well, I also want to mention one other thing about Kirk Douglas. For almost a decade, he tried to produce One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and never had a chance to do that. And he wanted to play the part that Jack Nicholson ended up playing. That would have been a great anti-hero part for him. He just couldn't get the finance together. He couldn't get all the marbles together. And so when he finally gave up, he left it to his son, who finally produced the movie, and it became one of the great movies of the 1970s. So the Douglas tradition lives on when it came to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Great. I, I well, find may it, he rest in peace. I, I do find it kind of interesting because I know that uh, – most of the forgotten, many of the forgotten Hollywood uh, stars who were heavies uh, for most of their career would wind up doing uh, things that were uh, very lighthearted, like uh, Cagney did um, uh, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, Yankee Doodle Dandy. and uh, Walter Matthau, who was not particularly, a, he was, I guess, a heavy sometimes, did all these fun movies at the end. So. Absolutely. Did, did Walter Kirk Matha was a great example? Yeah. Uh, what about Kirk? Did he uh, do uh, any fun movies uh, like that uh, near the end of his career? 
Well, he he made a couple of movies with uh, Burt Lancaster. A movie called Tough Guys comes to mind, and it's it's an out and out comedy. And they're both uh, older. They're both uh, trying to uh, commit a crime, but they're, clearly they're senior citizens, and the, <laughs> the new the new way of doing things just uh, doesn't mesh with the way they used to. Of course, they went out with their tried and true ways. You know, if I might add too, uh, there's a great uh, individual that I want to point out as as a as an antihero who ended up in a really great movie, uh, played heavies actually earlier in his career when he was with Paramount, Robert Preston. Robert P Preston always was a was a very very dependable bad guy, and he got to play one of the finest antiheroes in a fun movie, The Music Man, as Professor Harold Hill. So there's yes. another great example of an antihero uh, in a movie in a musical. <laughs> great, great look back. That's a great look back, and and what a a great topic. Boy, we threw in a lot of we fabulous did. names there, didn't we? Well, if you're hunkering down, those are the movies to watch. Music Man, uh, The Strange Loves of Martha Ivers in Harm's Way, anything from the Kirk Douglas collection. Go ahead. Go yeah. watch it. Music Man was one of my favorite because it was 76 trombones, and that was my number of my football jersey in high school. That was 76. <laughs> I was, well, I was honored. I was honored in 2003 to play Professor Harold Hill in a uh, local production, Los Alamitos production mm. of The Music Man. That was a lot of fun. We'll have I to bet talk. you were terrific. Well, I kind of patterned my 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 approach to Robert Preston because I, I I had seen Dick Van Dyke on stage. I seen Van Johnson on stage, all performing Professor Harold Hill, but there was just no one like Robert Preston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Manny, could you uh, remind us uh, where people can see your archives and uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, find a, a copy of your book? Well, a copy of my book series, I have three books, Forgotten Hollywood Book Series, can be found on Amazon. And, of course, you can read any of my blogs for free at ForgottenHollywood.com. I've got over 2,100 blogs. Love them. Uh, there, yeah. John? Uh, well, it's time for me to say thank you all for watching and thank you all for letting us help you celebrate your act two. We'll see you next time. For more on Celebrating Act Two, visit our webpage, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and tell your friends. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life.